Well, welcome to the Pro-Life Team Podcast. This, I'm Lori DeVilling, Founder and Executive Director of Trotter House, and I get the honor to get to share with you today with Martha in Miami-Dade County and Jacob, our wonderful friend Jacob with iRapture, and I'm excited that we get to share with you today the wonderful love of Jesus and all he has in store for you, and we pray we will encourage you and in whatever uh, walk you're in, where, wherever you're serving, that you know that you're not alone, that Jesus is there, and we're here to love and lift you up. I look forward to sharing with you today. Thank you for being with us. So, so Lori and Martha, I'm excited to have you on the Pro-Life Team podcast. Um, Lori, would you introduce yourself, and then we'll have Martha go next, as if you're talking to a small group of Tracy Clinic uh, leadership uh, people. Okay. My name is Lori DeVillis, and I'm the founder and executive director of Trotter House. Uh, we are what we are calling ourselves at this time. The, the tagline is we are a pregnancy and family resource center. Awesome. And Martha, would you yeah, introduce yourself for those who may not know you quite yet? Sure. Um, my name is Martha Abina. When I am uh, the president and co-founder of Heartbeat of Miami Pregnancy Health Medical Clinic in the Miami-Dade County area, which uh, is um, we cover pretty much all of South Florida. And um, we've been uh, doing this. We opened our doors to the first clinic in 2007. And now, to the glory of God, we have four clinics and trying to open our fifth one in the Holstead area, which is a very needy area in, in our community. We are located in the neediest neighborhoods of Miami-Dade County. Awesome. So, 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 so Lori, what's something that's been on your heart lately or recently um, in the pro-life world? Like, what's one of the things that you've been, you know, hearing from God or thinking quite a bit about? Well, this year, I don't know about uh, if everybody does this, but I usually ask God for a word for the year. My word was courage. And it's interesting in so many situations how that, that word has come up. Uh, but uh, this has been a significant year for our work. Uh, we had been have been preparing for the overturn of Roe and living in the post-Roe world for a good last three to five years. Uh, every month when we meet as our coalition, the attorneys would say, get ready. They kept saying, get ready, expand your services, be prepared. Uh, your work's going to change, those kind of things. And so we started really looking at what do we do? How do we prepare? What does it look like? And for that, it takes courage because things change and change can always, can sometimes uh, be uncomfortable and, and fear tries to rise up, but um, in the process of preparing, we changed our name. Uh, we were Austin Pregnancy Resource Center. Uh, we now are Trotter House, named after Lillia Trotter, who was a famous missionary of the 1800s, who gave her life, left all of her wealth, all of her career, and went to a very impoverished area in Algeria. From She left England to go to Algeria to serve women and children, and to take the gospel message of Jesus Christ, the foundation of hope and love. And she, when she arrived, uh, women 
were treated so poorly they couldn't even come inside to eat. They had to eat on the sidewalk. And she said, no, that must change. And she wanted to build a culture of life where God had called her by sharing the, the name of Jesus. And that, that whole world changed so that not only could women come inside to eat, they could own the restaurant. And when I heard her story and we contacted her family, they blessed us to use her name. I want people to know the legacy behind the name we chose. Because I think it's very significant that God would bring that to us when we were seeking to be positioned in a new day. Um, our programs are enlarging. Uh, we have offered, of course, the pregnancy testing and sonogram, the life skills boutique. But now we're enlarging to GED training and testing. Men's program, the men's program has taken off. The abortion recovery has taken off. So a lot of post-row and in our boutique, we've added another boutique, our home goods boutique, because many of our clients now were helping set up in housing and we're working with other programs in the community. And when they graduate those different uh, in-home programs, they get a housing help and that's either apartment or a house. And from there, they have nothing. So we get to set them up with all the furnishings of a new house and bless that home and bless the family with what God has done and redeeming that family back together. Many of these uh, uh, clients who are helping have had their children removed from uh, child protection service. They're getting reunited with their children and our communities are transforming. So I love the work that you're doing there in Florida as well, because I know you're transforming families and family is the heart of God. Amen. And I believe we've got to speak the family not just we do want to save that baby, but that baby's not making that choice. We've got to reach the woman and the dad and the family to restore our communities back, back to God. Absolutely. And uh, I, I totally, uh, I am in agreement because, for example, here in Miami-Dade County, especially, well, I'm sure in other states, in other cities as well, but the fathers that want no responsibility for that child uh, no, no uh, financial re responsibility or even any type of connection with that child. And uh, we, we are always trying to to end that because you know, and, and we say it as it is. You know, that be that you cannot be that. And uh, and it's it's um it, it's really interesting how uh when when you get them involved because they have to be involved regardless. Um, you know, I always encourage the moms to to do whatever they can for the father to be responsible. But this is the, a two way thing. It wasn't just her that had the baby, and uh, and mm -hmm. because often, <clears throat> oftentimes moms uh, say, "No, I don't want anything to do with him. He didn't want the baby to begin with." Well, no, you're doing it for the child. The child needs the father, and so we bring the father in, and even though. Uh, they may not uh, be married or they might not get married. You know, it's it's just beautiful to see how the father does get involved with that child. And uh, and, and we are we work with the mom and the baby and the dad up to a year after that baby is born. Yeah, it's so important. I think of one young man that's in our men's program now. He met with his mentor, and the mentor, he actually ended up sharing at our banquet. So his story opened to share, but he watched the video about uh, a father, right? How to be a dad, how to love your children. And 
uh, John, our mentor, wasn't sure if he was really paying attention, but they went through the homework on the Bright Forces course, and uh, he got all the homework right. So John asked him, you know, what what do you think about this this uh, class? And he said, honestly, I have been in the foster care system for 14 years, and no one, I, I had no one to show me how to be a dad. I had no one to show me how to be a responsible uh, man. Right. And without mentoring him, and he wants to be, he's got four children, the oldest is five. He wants to love his family right. And what do you know, we've had a wedding, they have now gotten married, uh, they have a budget, they have a plan, he's now got a job, uh, working at Lowe's in the pros department, and he's on the right road. He's, he, now he sees it, but that just that little bit of help that we could offer in one little 30 minute class changed his whole family. And the work that we do is so important for that reason. We we pray with them, we share Jesus with them. And he shared on the video at our banquet that he hadn't even thought about church. He used to go, but then he's been away for many, many years. But he said, and I want to go back to church. And these people, they pray for us. They care for us. And they see that in us. And it's so important because without the Holy Spirit moving our lives and in the work that we're doing. Everywhere we go and impacting our community, it's all about what God is doing and moving on the hearts of the people. The people are looking for, they're looking for a foundation. There's so much anger in the world, so much uncertainty in the world. Now is our time to shine that light evermore to be able to draw them to where that foundation is. Amen. Amen. And we, you know, this year, before Rome was overturned, our sister in Austin, you know, had gotten that that fake, uh, what do you call, news that came out in May and all the attacks that came. And God used, he can use anything that the enemy intends for evil or to intimidate us or to get us off track or whatever it is he intends to do. God will use for good as we cling to him. He's been really... That's where that courage comes in because we've got to hold on so tightly to him because he knows what's ahead. His thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. And if we'll just hold on to him, he's going to transform everything around us to draw the truth and light back into our communities. I love that. So, so Martha, what, are, what was the word that you um, had were given for this year? <laughs> Well, I usually get one word, but I got two words. And it's interesting that that happened because the word was double portion. And, um, you know, I'm, I've been considering uh, the whole uh, uh, retiring and, you know, uh, I've been trying to build up the next person that that is going to, um, you know, take over. I'll, I'll be 67 in, in January. And so I was like... Um, thinking about that, uh, been praying about all that. And, and then the Lord uh, just gave me an opportunity to open the fifth clinic. And I, I, I wasn't sure whether that was going to be in my watch, even though I had been, we had been praying about it as a board and as a team since uh, before the pandemic back in 2019. And we for sure were, you know, we're going to do it in 2012. And then of course, uh, our lives dramatically changed all over, and, and that wasn't a, a reality. And then I said, okay, Lord, then it's going to be 
it's not going to be on my watch, you know, and, and it, it's, it's a fine. I mean, it, the, at least we know that the, the plants are there and, and Lord, you know, you're, it's going to be in your time. And then this happened where uh, a very um, generous person, one of our donors said, you know, Martha, I want to give you the month for, for the homestead. I mean, that, that year uh, for the homestead clinic. And so to me, that was like, I, I can tell you that I was just in awe. And then it, it's amazing because I had been praying for God, you know, for a word. And, and this Sunday at church, we had a special, a, a special person come in. And here she came up to me and she said, you know, Martha, you've been praying uh, for a word. And the word is going to be two words and it's double portion. And oh wow! Okay. That's yeah. And she said, "But interesting, this this lady doesn't really know what I was praying for." And and um, she's a she's a beautiful missionary in India. And she said, "And Martha, the Lord is going to renew you for that double portion." And I said, "Okay, God, <laughs> that yeah, that uh, the retirement has to be put on hold." And, and that was, um, well, Jake knows me well. And, uh, I mean, I have like a lot of energy and a lot of, thank you, Lord. He's kept me healthy. But I tell you that, um, I, I'm just so humble that God would send someone to, who just gave me that word that I've been, uh, that I had been praying for. And, and as a confirmation that it is on his watch, not on my watch. You know, my watch doesn't really matter. It's his watch, and and uh, there is um homestead. It's very dear to my heart because of the um people that come from other countries that are there, and a lot of girls are used for uh, sexual trafficking in that area. And uh, and my husband and I had the blessing of uh, adopting one of our moms back in 2013, and um, you know who who came uh, to this country from Honduras and she was running away from a rapist and when she got here she uh, they found that she was eight weeks pregnant and that baby is my granddaughter that we so with so much love you know she's our uh, my my husband and I we had been empty nesters for a long time all my kids are grown up and here we are with a teenager and a baby but it has been one of our biggest blessings ever and so that area always was very dear to my heart because of the people from Honduras and Mexico and Guatemala and El Salvador that are there and these young girls are being used like that. And so God knew the desires of my heart. And if he, you know, thought that I could still do it in my, in his life, that said, I am thrilled about that. But, um, you know, it's, it's been challenging to say the least, but you know, uh, John is, or who's my mentor and who's co-founder of Heartbeat of Miami. He always says, you know, it's hard because it's supposed to be, and it is, it's supposed to be hard. No one said it was going to be easy. So I'm, I'm just uh, waiting for that double portion of energy and of, uh, whatever the Lord wants to, um, had me over as a double portion. Thank you, Jesus, because I'm my arms are open for for him for that. Wow, so that's really exciting about the, the, the you know the word, yeah, you know, how God is using, well, someone else to give you that yeah to give you those words, and and how that impacts your 
Yeah, the direction of the journey. So I, I've got a word in my wallet that I was given eight years ago, I think, at Alliance for Life in Missouri as a conference. And it, I've kept it in there this whole time. It, it's the word learn. And it, yeah, they essentially handed out the paper to different people. And for a long time, I didn't quite know, you know, how God was going to use it. But over the years, it's really, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot to learn when it comes to the pro-life world of different different niches and different areas. And it's not always as simple as someone might think. There's a lot, there's a lot of areas to to consider and to explore and to figure out. <laughs> so, but yeah, I've leaned on that word keeping it in my wallet for a long time. So, uh, so, so Martha, what's something that's been on your heart recently? Um, and what, you know, when it comes to the pro-life world, that's something that's been driving you in recent days. Well, um, here in Florida, uh, well, we, I, I don't know if you were aware that we were attacked fiercely, um, when, the, when the news, uh, came out of a leak of Roe versus Wade. And uh, we were threatened over the phone. The FBI got involved. Things that that um, we're not. I mean, we've been protested before, and we've had you know people say things and do things, especially during election years and stuff. But in this particular case, it, it was more like threats over the phone and the FBI and getting. I had we had to be involved. You know, like the supervisors and myself and an executor's training from the FBI. I mean, things that we would have never thought back when when we first opened our doors, you know, that something like that would happen. And then um, on on the 3rd of July, after the decision was, uh, was announced, on the 3rd of July of that week after, we, uh, we were uh, vandalized. And, and all of that brings a lot of intimidation, a lot of... Uh, you know, I mean, I, I can't even begin to tell you the things that crossed my mind. And then we, um, you know, of course, again, all the news people got involved. And you wonder, okay, Lord, I, I do believe that everything worked out for good because you love us. And Lord, you know, we have been called to your purpose, but but how is this going to work out? So then the gala comes and then they they go and they crash our gala after even having security and I mean it, it was like one thing after the other you know and as you know interesting enough through everything that happened I can tell you that my team and I are, and my board are stronger and more united than ever and and you know one of my concerns and, and of course the word again fear not the Lord can get telling you that because it's inevitable to to be concerned and to be. I mean, we live in a it, it, Miami-Dade County is a it's a you know it's a hard hard community, and um, and uh, you know it, it's a very uh, very liberal, very. I mean, it's a hard community, and uh, to us it was like Lord, you know, my team, you know, my these girls have husbands and have children, and I can just imagine their concern as my husband and my children were very concerned about, you know, my safety and, and the clinic safety and the safety of the moms. And, but that same day that it was almost like a, um, a kiss from heaven, that same day that, that we had all the, 
it was the day after uh, the 4th of July weekend. And, and on the 4th of July, my, you know, some of my team members went and painted the, painted everything. They fixed the security cameras, all that, right? So on Tuesday morning, we opened our doors. And, and when I was arriving at work, and every news station, local news station was there. I mean, it was like, dear heavens, this is like a Monday and a Tuesday morning for us because we see a lot of women, obviously. And, and if a day is closed, I mean, that day is going to be like a double uh, amount of women. And Lord, what are we going to do? These women, how are they going to walk in here? Police officers, detectives. Would you believe that that day at the Hialeah Clinic, we saw 20 women and 16 of them were at risk of abortion. I mean, pretty much abortion mm. determined. And to God's glory, to God's glory, 15 of them chose life for their baby. And and one was still undecided. But what, what I say that to say this, I mean, even when that happened, uh, Jake, you know, that I, I was still, I'm telling you that I was like shaking to see everything, all the commotion that's going on. These women walked in like if, like for whatever reason, God made all that in- invisible to them. And they still walked in. And they still, wow. you know, chose life for their baby. And and that to me was like, Lord, you've got this. So you've got this no matter what. So when when the whole thing of the crashing of the gala, our gala was uh, in September, when all of that took place, you know, we realized that even then, even then, the Lord protected us. And, you know, the, the, the donors, the, the people, the guests were like in shock that that had happened. But no one left. No one took off. You know, they were so uh, concerned about us. And and I didn't even know how I got up there to deliver my message. But the Lord helped me through that. And again, God showing us that, you know, that he's crafted. He's got this. And and so, you know, things, things are, are strange, very strange for us right now. And uh, it, it's often tied, you know, and, and totally understood, but God called us and God will equip us and empower us, and protect us and provide for us to take the next step. And, you know, of course, the whole homestead thing was scary, but he did it. You know, he's the one that, that does it. He's the one that we, we just show up. We just report for duty there. And that's the thing. And, and uh, I'm telling you, it's like, you know, my faith keeps growing and it keeps growing. And after 15 years, I am definitely not the same person that I was 15 years ago when he called me to do this. And, and I'm just looking forward to, to the next stretch and to the next grow, growing pains. And yeah, it, it, it hurts, but you're thank you that you're in it and that we're not alone. None of us are. None of us that have been called to this are alone. I guess uh, so. So, Lori or, or Martha, what question would you have for each other, or what you know, what what would you ask each other as part of just you know exploring each other's stories? Well, I I just want to say thank you to Martha. I I remember the day when we prayed for Miami uh, with Bob Faust. There was no uh, center in a fifty mile radius, I believe, at that time. I was thinking about family, and I'm just right. so grateful you're there because we prayed for that and to hear mm-hmm. your heart and to hear the work that God is doing. I really uh, 
I would just like to, to say that the power of prayer, and I truly believe God is answering more quickly, uh, more adamantly as we pray. Uh, for years, we have paid, prayed to have our building paid off in Austin. It's been our only debt and our largest debt, and it happened this month that the Glory to God. One, one donor wired $442,000 to pay our building off. And I just stand in awe that if we were, because I remember the day just a few years ago when we were blessed with a $100,000 gift. And I remember just being in awe. And I remember God speaking to my heart saying, you're thinking too small. I really think as we uh, lean into him, as you're talking about, of knowing his heart, of joining him and his work, there's far greater things. The scripture tells us we would do even greater things. And I believe he wants to do that through us. And he's equipping us to do it. And like you said, these are exciting times. They can be challenging times. But in those challenges is when we grow. And it's also when change happens and we move back toward all that God has for us. And I'm excited about where we are and about all that God has for us. Uh, I can make it far greater than we could ever dream, as Ephesians 3, 20, 21 tells us, more than we could ask or imagine is what he wants to bless us with. So I, I'll i be praying for you, Martha, and that Miami-Dade area, because he's got you positioned there for that double portion to move and bless his people and save lives. And I just thank you for the obedience and for the call and say yes. Amen. Thank you, Lori. And and I am so grateful for those that prayed us in. I remember back in 2006, 2007, I'm sorry, in like around April or something like that, in 2007, when we were walking to the Heartbeat International Conference. And I remember we were walking with John, uh, Jeannie and I, and, and I remember people just stopping, stopping us and, and John uh, introducing us and people were saying, we prayed for you. We prayed for you and for you to say yes. We prayed for you to have the call. And and that yeah. was so humbling to know that someone prayed me in to the most yeah. work I've ever done in my life, completely different yeah. than, than what I have ever done before. And and I am so grateful to God that he gave me the courage to, to you know, not look back at what I did. But to do what I'm doing now, to and to be able to have experienced so much, so so many miracles. I mean, uh, miracles. Some people think that miracles is growing a leg, but you know, reality miracles are what we see on a daily basis. Lori, so I'm grateful that you prayed for me and for your continued prayers. And if 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 you have anything to share with me that I may learn, um, you know, that I would. So much appreciated because you have the uh, experience and wisdom and and I would love to any ideas that you that you have that you would share with me I, it would be great yes absolutely that's what it's all about that's why I love Heartbeat International and all the other groups that come together and, and pull us all together to work together to link arms to be the body of Christ around this world standing for life so Amen. absolutely anything I have or you you know I can share we're going to lift each other's arms up as we move forward uh, victorious in this work to see a, a new day 
of valuing life once again. Definitely. Amen. I, I treasure that. And I'm very grateful to, to Jake because Jacob has been there since the day I met Jacob. Jacob has been so um, just in tune with what we do. I, I always treasure that he's um, bringing different people together. He's always done that. I, I always, I always say that Jacob is like a bridge, you know, he, he kind of like puts it together because in, in yeah. work, if we're not together, it, you know, we, we right. might be able to do this and, uh, right. and we need each other. We need each other's experience. We need each other's testimonies, you know, to be able to continue. This is a, a long haul. Yeah, this is a, a, a tough fight. So there there can be no desertion in the pro-life movement. You know, we all have, it's all the same mission. It's, it's the same God. But, you know, we all have a different flavor to it because what works for me in Miami-Dade County might not work in Alabama. But, you know, the, the blueprint is there and, and the foundation is there. We just build on it. And so uh, I thank you, Jake, for, for always being there. I mean, I call Jake a lot, how, how he has such a, a kind heart that is always willing to, to, um, you know, just give whatever it is that he has for us. And I appreciate you, Jake. Your stuff is amazing. And, you know, I, I will never, ever, it will go down in history, how you pulled that virtual gala together. When I think of it, know what in the world I was going to do and how you made that happen and we were still able to to make money. Oh my word, I can't even imagine how you did that and, and I just I'm, I will be forever grateful. Oh Yeah, the scripture I I think of is Psalm one thirty three one. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It's like precious oil poured on the head. When you think of his anointing and the oil of joy and life that he gives, that's what it is when we're in unity. We have a coalition in Austin called the Austin Area Life Affirming Coalition. And every month when we come together, I let them know God is pleased when we are in unity, when we work together, when we lift one another up, when we're there for each other. Just like you were saying, Jacob is a great example of that. Because he's always been mm-hmm. looking for lifting up what God is doing and, and his children. So I, I, I am in agreement with you, Martha, for lifting Jacob up and giving thanks. Amen. For healing his family and his staff and that everything that you have stole, Jacob, the Lord will multiply it. And because he always does that. We never, he, we never can outgive him. Never. So I thank you for your giving heart. Thank you. So, yeah, so I look at you, Martha, I often think of how you reflect God's heart. And then, Lori, when I look at you, I often think of how you reflect God's um, strategic wisdom. And so I think those are like the parts of the body that you sort of represent in some ways. And then, Mm. and then like um, Sister Paula, who I think I might be mirroring after. I think she looks, I, I think of her as like the vein that connect different mm-hmm. organs together or different groups. And so, oh, yeah, I would definitely enjoy aspiring to being a bridge, like a vein. 
that that would definitely be something I would find joy in being found as like a a bridge or a vein. (laughs) Amen. Um, And so, Lori, I remember um, at the last talk you gave, I think it might have been at the smaller gathering for Internationalized Services ATI or Advanced Training Institute. And I think you were talking about um, the, and it was a playoff of the word courage because you're talking about um, building up the culture of life by being encouraging to others and, Mm. and how you played off the word encourage, which tied into your word of the year, I guess, for courage. Um, Yeah. Can you, can you speak a little bit more about that? You know, how encouragement and how that ties in with the word courage and, and how that, how that promotes the culture of life? Yes, I think that the encouragement, anywhere we go, uh, if you're going to the grocery store, if you're, like last night, I was flying home from Dallas and the gal sitting next to me just was miserable. And I just started praying for her. And the next thing I know, she starts talking with me and I start encouraging her, listening to the challenges in her life. And before you know it, the whole situation changed. And so I think it takes furry to reach out to encourage sometimes, like last night it did for me a little bit. But when we do, I I just believe that's when we're we're walking out that love that First Corinthians uh, talks about. And I love, for me, I don't know about y'all, but I don't like to fail. I know I do, and I don't like it when I do. But when we have the promise in Scripture that if that love never fails, if we can hold on to that, uh, if we can, you know, almost living out the fruits of the Spirit, right? And one of those fruits is self-control. And believe me, not too long ago, I had a challenge, and the guy was lying to me, and he was being ugly and rude and all these things. And I looked to him, and I let him know. I said, you know, what you have done is downright dirty, but I want you to know I'm going to choose to be kind in this situation, and I'm going to choose self-control but I will do the right thing in this situation. You know, it's not always where we just have to let everything happen. We can draw a line and have boundaries, healthy boundaries. But when you do that, it speaks to people because in our world, if it doesn't go right or things happen, we we can, I'm seeing a lot of people go off on things, right? And get angry and, you know, try to bring that situation back into control. But if we walk in the fruits of the Spirit, that love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control, all of those uh, fruits of the Spirit, and believe me, it's a constant every day, you know, laying down and lifting those up, it will speak to the world. And when we do, it brings that encouragement because that encouragement draws people. What, because when I get asked a lot, what is it in you? that you can do those things. Well, I'm so glad you asked. It's because of the love of Jesus and what he's done for me that then I can turn around and do for others, which is really the New Testament commandment, right? We first love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, and mind and strength. And second, we love all those around us. And when Mm -hmm. when Jesus broke that down into a very simple commandment for us, I think if we really... And that's where my word flow comes in. Uh, you know, when situations that get difficult, I would just say long time, I would always say, well, I'm just going to flow. I'm going to flow. And finally, I asked the Lord, what does flow mean? Why am I always flowing? What is this? 
And the Lord really broke it down for me. F means that I'm going to walk in faith. That means I don't know what, what it is. I may not be comfortable with it, but Hebrews 11, 1 tells us that we, we, when we walk in faith, we, we have that hope. Even of things we can't see, we have that hope. So walking in faith, and L is for love. Again, 1 Corinthians 13. If I stay in that love, as 1 Corinthians 13 explains it, then I'm assured not to fail. All in obedience. And sometimes that that's really difficult, like Martha was talking about. Being obedient to be in those situations that aren't comfortable, that are very difficult, but he's there with us. We have the examples in the Bible where he was there in the, the midst of the fire. He was there. At, he's there with us. And then W is for wisdom. I don't want to know what I think or, or, or can see. I want God's wisdom. I want the wisdom of God in every situation so that I flow with him because he can see the heart of people that I can't see. He could see the heart of that gal sitting next to me on the plane. I couldn't see. I didn't know what she was walking through. I just know by her body language, I could tell she was miserable. But by the end of that flight, she had hope because I didn't give her hope, but Jesus gave her hope. And I'm just the mouthpiece that he uses to draw others to him. And that's what I think if, as we can really shift our focus to that in this new day, there's so much more that God desires for us and for our, the people around us. Uh, and it will look totally different if we'll just lay it down and let him move and work to encourage others. Uh, we'll see a lot of change happen. Oh, wow. That's beautiful, Lori. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart like that. Absolutely. And good to get to share with you today. I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, it's been a pleasure having both of you on here today just to talk and, yeah, and share and encourage those who are listening. And so, yeah, I just want to say thank you for, for being on here and for, for being willing and authentic and open and, and, um, and for doing, yeah, so much for your communities and for, yeah, by working at serving Jesus in such a, um, and such a, uh, loving way. Uh, um, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Jacob, for helping get the word yeah, out. I appreciate it. Sure. <laughs> and to encourage each other, because when I listen to the podcast, uh, Jake, I mean, it's, it's always encouraging. It really is. So I appreciate that. These podcasts are not scripted. The ideas presented may not be the official position of the speakers, the related organizations, or the sponsors. These podcasts are freeform dialogues that may include brainstorming and trying on ideas to see how they fit. Thank you for listening to our stories and ideas. Our sponsors include Heritage House, Patriot Insurance, and iRapture.com. The Pro-Life Team Podcast is a ministry of iRapture.com. If you would like to explore making a donation or becoming a sponsor or have a recommendation for who would be a good guest on the podcast, please contact us at hello at prolife.team.
shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green. He leads me by quiet Comforting 